0: Welcome to the Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. Humans are natural learners. We come into this world ready to explore and touch and figure things out. But somewhere along the way, some students are left behind and their spark of learning gets dimmed. OneSpark Academy is a place in the greater LA area that seeks to reinvigorate that spark and let it burn bright. Founded by Lori Peters and Todd Geist, the wife and husband team, this whole child learning environment seeks to deliver inspired learning, social and emotional support, health and wellness training, and a connection to nature and to the community, and deliver all of that to students. Today, we sit down with Lori and Todd and talk about OneSpark Academy's catalyst and mission. We at Geist Interactive support education in as many places as we can, from speaking at DEVCON to providing free resources, blog posts, and videos. And right from the start of OneSpark Academy, Geist Interactive has supported its existence. As the end of the year draws close, OneSpark Academy is conducting a giving campaign, seeking donations to support the students. So give a listen to Lori and Todd and see if you'd be willing to contribute to a great whole child education. Hey, Todd, welcome back to the Context Podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. <laughs> well, this is our podcast, so yeah. you're welcome anytime, I guess. You know? Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, today we uh, have a little bit different of an episode. Normally, we talk about FileMaker and, and technical stuff and innovation, but we're going to um, switch gears a little bit and talk with our very special guest, Ms. Lori Peters. Hi, Lori.
1: Hi, Jeremy. How are you?
0: Good. Welcome. Uh, who are you?
1: I am Todd's wife. You're
0: Todd's wife, okay. Um, and you are the founder of a of a of a school that we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes. Um, welcome, I'm glad you're here. It's uh, Friday after a long day of being at school at Long Week. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you ready to talk?
1: Yeah, I had a great week.
0: Great, okay. Well, um, the reason we want to uh, talk with Lori today is because she is part of a, of an education movement that she started there in Thousand Oaks. California. Mm -hmm. And um, it really dovetails nicely with what we do here at Geist Interactive, Todd, right? Um, We are big into education. We definitely sell our services where we develop custom apps for people. We have products, but one of the big focuses of our, of our organization is education. Tell us a little bit about that and your thoughts. Why do you spend so much time on letting me write blog posts and (laughs) and doing free videos and such?
2: Um, so I think education is, is a really important, uh, undervalued thing in our, in our society and in our culture. Everybody, everybody talks about how important education is, but frankly, I, um, I think we're not doing enough. And, and I, and the other thing that's interesting to me about it, or, or maybe a problem about it is that we tend to think of education as something that happens when we're, when we're a kid or when you're in college or when you're young, you know? Um, that's certainly the sort of the the older way of thinking about it. but but to me, what what I see is is um, you it's it, it's pretty hard to imagine that we'll ever go back to a time where somebody, you know, goes through a k twelve program, goes to college, gets a job, and never needs to get any more training. Right? I mean, those I think those days are those days are over. Uh, and so it, it's really more now about how to integrate learning and and um, education into the entire human life that may go on, you know, certainly professionally 40, 50 years or something like that. So education is just something that I think we all have to do. It's something that I've been doing personally, kind of re-educating myself. I'm self-taught, uh, you know, self-taught programmer, I'm not just FileMaker, but also JavaScript and PHP and the other languages that I play around with. That's all stuff that I did um, on the side, sort of trying to level up my skills. So I've always felt that part of what we want to do for the filemaker uh, community is to get out the best information we can about about how to build how to build applications how to build value on top of the filemaker platform. Mm-hmm. So education's always been something that we've been we've been uh, really involved in, and and uh, you know uh, one of the main reasons that we reached out to, and and hired you and brought you on board was so that you could so that we could dedicate more time to To teaching people um, what an, about about FileMaker, about how to create value with it, uh, because again, we just we need the, we need to give people the resources that they need to to level up their skills, to continue to develop uh, professionally and intellectually um, as they go throughout life.
0: And one thing we see, and what what I try to encourage is the love of learning for yep. learning's sake, and to learn something new and. That's uh, exactly what uh, I believe, Lori, you really were interested in when you started this school.
1: Yeah. I So I've been teaching. This this is my 25th year in education. And I taught in a traditional classroom. Well, not, not really traditional. It was an open classroom program, a magnet program in Thousand Oaks called the Open Classroom. And I was there for 15 years and it was amazing. Uh, but I noticed that as as there became more restrictions on how we taught with No Child Left Behind, that I was doing less and less every year to do, um, I was doing more, I should say, I was doing more every year to do less for kids. Mm -hmm. And I felt that there was more that they could be doing in a project-based environment that would get them fired up about learning. I also noticed that many of my students would go on to middle school, and they would have a really rough time. And we kind of accepted this notion that middle school just tends to be hard, and uh, and it is. But it it we've kind of accepted that this is these these years, pretty much are the tend to be the worst years in schooling, for a lot of students, and not everybody, but for a lot of students. And my my students would go to middle school and come home. And they would have, I'll uh, come, come back and see me and they would have all kinds of stories about how much they how much more they learned in my classroom, in this open classroom. So I started charter school in 2010, uh, K-8 charter school was a very big endeavor and I wanted to bring my philosophy into a program where I could have a middle school option uh, that, that mirrored what I was doing with students in fifth and sixth grade, or, or actually for K through six. And then after a year of that, I decided to leave the school that I started. Uh, a part of it was that I had a very clear vision of what I wanted. I knew that my vision was really hard to, uh, to implement from people who hadn't had my experience. And I didn't wanna keep on working the way I was working and doing things that, doing some things that I didn't think were beneficial. I had an idea that I couldn't implement. And so with Todd's encouragement, he said, just leave. I will help you. I will support you. We'll figure it out, but you can't keep on doing this. So I resigned from public education in 2011. And after about a month and a half, Seven of my former students approached me and they said, Well, if you're not teaching next year, would you teach us? Mm-hmm. So that sparked an idea. Uh, and I went to a local city center called the Thousand Oaks Center and I asked if I could use a room or two. And they agreed, they had known me. And we started One Spark Academy. Uh, the, the irony was that we started One Spark Academy in three days, where it had taken uh, I don't know, eight months, nine months of 18-hour days to start a charter school. So we started this program with seven students. We grew to 28 students within two months, and we are in our ninth year now. And uh, it's a beautiful thing.
0: <laughs> as a as a former teacher, I taught for 15 years in, in public school and a charter school. I completely understand the desire to... See more openness to Mm -hmm. see more um, whole learning, whole whole child learning, and I'm really big into concepts right now, and helping students understand concepts rather than just teach to the test and you know make sure they can do this particular algorithm and be done with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciate that, and because I worked in a charter school, I know the the rigor that it takes to start one up. I had a friend who it took her an entire year to put a proposal together and then it was denied. So yeah. um, three days to start a school and you're up to what you mm-hmm. said, 30 students.
1: We have 39 right now.
0: 39. Okay. Yeah. So it it's one spark Academy. And mm-hmm. um, I like your tagline. It says where it only takes one spark to ignite a mm-hmm. child's desire to learn. Yeah. Um, and you list a bunch of, of like, I think your philosophies, your your main components. The first one is inspired learning, and mm-hmm. to me, that's like an amazing um, a goal for for a school for the teachers to to get to. Talk to us a little bit about inspired learning. How does it manifest in your in your environment?
1: Well, one thing one thing that I noted when I was teaching in the school is that um, a lot of the curriculum that we would use would not be relevant or inspiring to students. So I wanted to bring in classes that were more in line with their interest. I mean, my goal was to make a middle school learning environment that was the coolest place that kids could learn. And um, so one of some of the classes we brought in were classes in engineering. Right now we have a class called Taking Things Apart, where the kids literally take apart. Uh, machines. They take apart printers. They take apart vacuum cleaners. They look inside how the motors are running. We've had classes that um, the kids have built a garden. They've been built a garden bed, uh, built entire garden beds. They've built tables. And uh, we have a cooking class that goes on. It's been one of our signature courses. The kids you are in the kitchen and they're cooking a meal, that they're using real equipment, they're using real knives, they're using uh, they're sautéing vegetables. They love it. Uh, we take them to, to the Four Seasons and cook with professional chefs twice a year because they're in that class. We teach them about financial literacy. We I, I teach a class called Mapping the World, and it's been one of my signature courses. I've been teaching it since as long as I've been teaching, and it is a world geography course that talks about uh, we learn they learn about culture, they learn about the current events that are happening around the world, it's so relevant. Everything that they're learning, kids used to always ask me, why are we learning this? And I don't mm-hmm. have kids asking me that. They are excited to come to OneSpark every day. I'm, that's not even hyperbole. The kids walk in in the morning and they these are middle school kids that walk in in the morning and they say, good morning. I said, good morning. I'm so happy you're here. They said, I'm so happy to be here. And that is the way it is every day. So we have these enrichment classes but we also teach English, and our English includes lessons on current events. So we, we teach through a curriculum that's relevant to them. So they learn about things. They write through things that are important to them. They write through, through concepts and ideas that are happening in their lives. We talk about it. They give presentations. We, we have math courses, and the math courses, they sometimes have projects where they get to build things. They just the kids talk all the time about how awesome Wensberg Academy is, and some of these kids have, that come to us. So we're not actually a school. School. We're not an official school. We're not a charter school. We're not. Uh, we're not an accredited school. The only way I could do the things I really wanted to do was to just become a nonprofit learning center. So when students come to us, they they're. It's kind of like they're looking at us like a private school, but technically they're homeschool or an independent study. So they could come to us all day and five days a week, and it's their school, but it's not recognized by the state of California. Uh,
2: and I, I should point out that that's actually um, by design. Like part yeah. of the part of the reason that that um, we have the kind of structure we do is so that we can do
0: exactly really
2: what we think the kids um uh should be doing or or that will excite them and will teach them and they'll provide the very best environment for them to become lifelong learners Mm -hmm. and that is frankly a a challenge for public schools to do really Mm -hmm. for any school to do because of it just i mean it takes so long to make any changes to curriculum or to classes that you know by the time it comes through it's like you know everybody's moved on so we're, we're able to be very, very adaptive to what the kids are interested in, what they need, what mm-hmm. works for them, and what keeps them engaged. Because that's that's really the important part. Like a lot of the kids that come to OneSpark are traditional homeschool kids. So they've been homeschooled their, their whole lives. But I don't know. Oh, no. Mo-
1: actually, most of them yeah, come Yeah, most of them aren't, school. right? Most yeah. of them
2: come from public school. So what what happens to kids when they end up, they leave public school to come to, to OneSpark is because... They're just they're just falling through the cracks. They're not engaged or they're not happy or they're depressed. I mean, depending on on how severe the situation is. And a lot of it just has to do with the fact that whatever's going on in that in that classroom is in some way or another not engaging them in a way that that excites them. And so that's where that, that whole one spark thing comes comes from. So Lori is is really good at this. In fact, she's kind of famous for it, for being able to I'll find What's that? I
1: wouldn't say that. Well, I
2: think so. I mean, you have you you have a gift, and the and the kids will say this that you have the ability to 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 figure out what it is that will that will excite that kid. kid- once you do that, once you can find that hook into the kids, kids are natural learners. You just got to provide the environment where they're excited to be there, and they will learn.
0: You mentioned. That the students are falling through the cracks, they're not engaged, they come to one spark to become to be sparked into their There's learning. There's a lot
1: of reasons that students are not successful in a traditional learning environment. Sure. And sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with you know anyone's intent. I'm actually an advocate for public education. I think we need public education, but in the system that I was in, I knew I couldn't make the changes within that system. So part of my, my drive is to do really innovative things outside of public ed, uh, working with, in con- I do work in concert with some charter schools and, and, uh, and, and we have a great relationship now with the district that I left. Uh, and I think that we're trying things to see if they work and, and then to say, look, these things work. Uh, let's try this with more kids. I would love it if more schools did what we do. I don't believe in when it comes to kids that there's really a place for competitiveness. I think Mm -hmm. we all need to be thinking about what, I mean, it is everyone's business. What happens to these kids? Todd and I don't have kids of our own. These are our kids. We believe so strongly that, 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 that what's happening in our culture is a product of the kind of learning environment that these children have access to, whether they're engaged, they're civically minded, whether they're passionate about something, whether they want to go out and be kind people to others. And that's the, that's the future I want to live in. I don't want to, I don't want to live in a future where everyone is like, we got to get you ready for the, you know, real life. I mean, I don't want that. I want kids to be happy about being human beings.
0: Can you um, describe, one of those students that fell through the cracks wasn't engaged came to One Spark Academy and got sparked.
1: We've often had students that are uh, twins. We've we've had quite a few sets of twins where one twin comes to One Spark and uh, another stays at a public school and doing great. I mean when when a student's doing great I, in, in a regular school, traditional school, that's fantastic. But this student was not learning the way um, the sibling was, and there were a lot of. It was really affecting self-esteem, feeling completely overwhelmed by homework because he couldn't keep up. And uh, his mom brought him to OneSpark. and when he was in sixth grade, he had been in middle school for two weeks, and uh, it was it was very emotional when he first came. Well, he's he's an eighth grader now, and he has. Uh, completely flipped the narrative about himself. Uh, He's an incredible presenter. He's on top of all of his work. He's looking at high schools now and, and been able to just do a lot. I mean, I don't want to give it too much away. It's, you know, these are, these are children, but um, we have so many stories of students. I mean, I have many kids who come to OneSpark and they cry Because they they cry when they first get there because they've been holding on to so much emotion. They've been holding on to so much self negative self-talk. They've been really beaten down by a system that wasn't working for them. And they come to OneSpark and we just say, hey, you know, we're just going to take it easy for a while and just let you just decompress. And then about a week or sometimes a day, sometimes a week, sometimes two weeks, They just start to emerge and they feel safe. We have a a daily communication circle, uh, Monday through Thursday, and we talk about uh, all kinds of things that are happening in their lives. We talk about empathy. We talk about um, fear. We talk about uh, how to really, how to be assertive. We just talk about real communication skills. So When we hear about these things in the, the news about 21st century learning, well, 21st century learning Really means that students are going to be prepared to be communicators. They're going mm-hmm. to be prepared to be critical thinkers. They're going to be um, they're going to be knowledgeable about their world. They're going to know where what things mean in terms of the big picture. Not memorizing dates and facts on a page. I mean that that comes with it, but they have to want to learn. And you can't inspire students from tests. That, that that you know standardized tests—they're not inspiring. They don't learn from that, and I'm—I I just think that we have to be doing different ways. Looking at students differently, so we have a very a, a very whole child approach, yes. and not just the social, emotional, and the academic, but it's also the kinesthetic, it's the communication, it's the empathy, it's the physicality. Um, one of the big things with our school, with our program, is that we we don't have the kids don't allow the students to use their te- their personal technology during the day. They're put they put the phones away, and that is something that I think all schools should strive for. I don't think phones belong in classrooms. They don't belong, they don't belong in workplaces and meetings. They don't belong, you know, when we're when our students are at OneSpark, we ask of them to be engaged with others. And it's for students first coming in, it's very uncomfortable because many of these students have never had time away from their technology, from their safety net. And then they learn that they can have face-to-face conversations. They can deal with downtime. So we're doing some really cool things, and um, I wish they were done at bigger schools, and that's my goal is to really uh, keep on pushing forth with what we're doing. Uh, it's, It's a challenging program because we do not get state funds. We do not... (laughs) <laughs> we, uh, yeah. I mean, Todd and I really, we funded this th- ourselves at the very beginning. We put our, a lot of our money in savings. I didn't pay myself for, for a few years. Todd has been, Todd and Geist Interactive have have really been our backbone uh, because Todd sees what I'm doing. He sees that I'm doing something that, that I believe in so, so much. And um, I remember us talking about this and he said, that if we were independently wealthy, what would you do? And I remember that. I, do. I know. Yeah, yeah. And and I would do this. If we were independently wealthy, this is what I would do. So why aren't we doing it? Like yeah. why wait? Uh, because these kids can't wait. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, uh, I, I want to get to that the support in just a second here. Um, but I had a question. Um, so One Spark seems to me like a sort of a way station for students to. Take to get re-sparked and then mm-hmm. go back into the 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 public school. Sure. Right. It sounds like that that's that's what your goal is, to re spark their love of learning because, yeah. you know, as Todd said, they're natural learners. Mm-hmm. Attend to the whole child yeah. and then get them back into the public
1: if school. that works for them. I mean yeah. there are other alternatives, but I mean really it's some a lot of high school programs in public, they offer a lot, a lot of wonderful things, but um, you know, we, you're not going to be able to take advantage of those things. If you, if you are not confident or if you're on, if you're on the wrong track, I mean, if kids don't feel good about themselves, there's a lot of really awful things they can, that are going to be temptations for them. And so I, I want school to be the place where they want to be. And yeah. when students feel good about their learning and they've woken up to what it means to be a learner, that is going to be a hard thing to extinguish. And so many of them do go to the local high schools. Some of them go to alternative public programs. Some of them continue homeschooling. It's really an individual path. But, yeah, you know, I mean, and I would say that, that some of our kids who come to One Spark would probably do okay in a traditional school. But they choose to come to One Spark because their parents—they really appreciate what we're offering these kids—a safe environment where they continue to be kids. They're not going to be hooked on their technology. Uh, they're going to have this break where they can really focus on their learning. And I—I I personally think the learning they get at One Spark is 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 far and away better than 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 what they can get in most other environments because it's really tailored to them. And we have very passionate teachers. We have time as educators to also re reboot, which um, I wasn't able to do when I was uh, teaching in public education, I was exhausted.
2: Now, one, of the, one of the things I often say about, about this whole, this whole thing is that um, there are, there are endeavors in life that are, that are are not automatable like they can't be turned into some kind of automation to some kind of machine to some kind of um you know factory plan and i and i think teaching is one of those things it's um i mean there's certainly technology that can help in terms of you know videos and other uh, online online courses and things like that but but really and especially at the middle school age education is relationship driven mm-hmm. and if you have if, if you have kids and teachers who have the time to develop a trusting relationship, then then things can happen. And, and, and so that's, I think, one of the biggest things that we offer at OneSpark is, is, is the time and the space for the kids and the teachers to be able to form meaningful relationships. We're not asking teachers to try to keep track of 400 kids, which happens in some schools. If you're, you know, if you're the art teacher on a middle school program, guess what? You, you, if they even have an art teacher, you probably have 400 kids. Um, if you're, if you're in another middle school program and you're the regular teacher, you, you may have 30, or, you may have 30 or 40 kids in your main class and you may have other kids that you have to develop a relationship with. And that just, just takes a lot of time. And then when you, when you put on top of that, the teachers, have all this extra stuff they have to do um, to meet all the all the regulations that they're that are placed on them. There just isn't a lot of time, and I think teachers in public schools, many of them, take heroic efforts mm-hmm. to to try to um, build these relationships. Yeah. But if you throw at them a situation where they have all this outside of the classroom stuff they have to do, in terms of you know just keeping attendance and the grading that they have to do and all those things and then you give them all these kids and you don't give them any opportunity to have the space and the time to actually learn about these kids guess what some of those kids just aren't gonna they're not gonna get seen they're not gonna get heard and so some of those kids are gonna are are, are not gonna do well in that environment and and at one spark the kids and the teachers have the space and the time to develop those meaningful relationships Which which is what it takes. Middle school is a is a tough time. And if the kids come out of middle school and get into high school um, and, and they've had a rough time in middle school, guess what? High school is going to be a challenge. Yeah. But if they can get through middle school and they can be they can be inspired learners, high school is going to be a lot easier for them. Yeah. Nice.
1: And, and we we love our kids so much. I, I tell you, one of the things we hear we hear most during the day is thank you. The kids thank me. They think of the teachers after a lesson, they say, thank you. It is such a different, these are not, they're not physiologically different children than any other place, but their, their training ground is compassionate. Their training ground is open. Their training ground sees them. We as teachers, we see them as human beings and that are smart and, and creative and, uh, passionate, and when they we do have issues that come up, we solve them. We talk about it. Uh, there's it's not punitive, and so uh, we really we we want them to know that they matter. And unfortunately, we have so many systems in society where human beings are numbers, where they're just getting through, and that doesn't benefit anybody. I mean, we we have a lot of adults walking around today. Who are dealing with the byproduct of their education, uh, the fear, the the shame, whatever it is that they went through, uh, and and we can be better than that. I mean, I I, I feel a, a moral imperative mm-hmm. to help this generation of children. It's a small little group. I wish it was more. I wish we could have more kids that were able to access One Spark Academy. We we don't charge a lot, actually. It's a, it's really inexpensive because we want to be, we want to be accessible. We have these kids that come to us and they don't always have that ability to pay for it. So we, they, they work really hard. The parents work really hard to get their kids to our program if they need to come and, and we work really hard to, to serve them.
0: You mentioned that the school started in three days. I assume that means you also got all your funding for the whole... (laughs) year. Oh, no. Is that not true? No, not-
1: no, no, no. We do charge for our services. When I say that we started it, I mean, we needed to, well, we started in three days, but we didn't necessarily open our doors right away. We just <laughs> got a website up. We got a class creation. I had, uh, there were four teachers, including myself. Uh, and one of them came from the charter school. She's our lead teacher today. We've, we've all been working, many of us have been working together for a very long time because uh, the people who came to work with us felt similarly. They they wanted to have an environment for that was also inspiring for them. They, you know, we want, teachers really want to teach. You you know this, right? You go yeah. into teaching because you really want to teach, and then you you sometimes find that that the teaching is is like the the, the last thing you get to do, and you're mm-hmm. usually really tired when you want to do something. You're distracted, and I didn't want to have that in. I didn't want to be distracted. I wanted to be completely engaged. I'm my best when I am present. And so, um so going back to starting, we got everything going in three days. we uh, we had this website. And then we um started about a month after with seven kids. And we needed the funds from, you know, to pay teachers. we 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 did get money from families to start, but that money, had to pay for rent and food and and materials and everything else. So, um, yeah, I mean. So,
0: where do you uh, get your funding? How do you parents uh,
1: support? parents too do, do pay for the program? So we have uh, it's not expensive. I mean, we we come to One Spark full time this year, including lunch. The base cost is eighty is eighty five hundred dollars a year. So it's less than a thousand dollars a month. Uh, It's less than daycare. If kids go after school to daycare, parents put their children in daycare. It is less than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a lot for some families. I mean, it's you have to have the resources for that. So we run donations, uh, uh, campaigns every year. We try to we're trying to get grants. Um, we do work with some charter schools so families can get some funding through a charter school to take classes with us if it's a school that provides for homeschool and they will provide a little bit of their of their federal funding or their state funding for um, classroom instruction if they're in a home, if they're registered as a homeschooler
0: Todd we we at Geist Interactive we support One Spark not just because yeah. you're married to the founder yeah. but because we value the education, right? it's
2: it's always it's always been something that um, back 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 when we started the the program, I, I was very curious to 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 see if there was a way that we could take a for profit business and and have it benefit directly a nonprofit organization. Um, it, as Lori said earlier, it, it you know many people wait until after they or some people, you know, after they make a bunch of money, they they turn around and, and start to, you know, give something back. And and we just were impatient about doing that. It wasn't it was um it was just like, hey, um, yeah, it'd be great if, if we work really hard, we make a bunch of money, and then we open the school. And we just thought, well, uh, let's just see if we can let's just see if 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 we can do it at the same time. And so uh, Geister Active has provided some some stopgap funding from time to time to the school. It also, uh, we also run all of the, the back office stuff. So mostly payroll and, and accounting and, you know, um, getting taxes filed and all that stuff. So that's all done by Geis Interactive. Active. Uh, and that's our partnership that we have. So we, we directly fund the school in that way. And then we help out. And I'm also on the board uh, for the nonprofit. And then uh, we help out with fundraising. And, um, you know, some of the people that are listening have probably donated to OneSpark because every year at about this time, um, I will send out uh, a blog post and some tweets about our end of the year campaign. And we ask for money to fill in the gaps and to pay our bills because we do not charge as much as it costs to put this program on. Mm-hmm. So we 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 believe that this this is a necessary program and um, we believe that uh, it's important for society that that there are options for there are options for kids. But but we also are faced with just some realities is that it costs money to do this. Yeah. We try as hard as we can to keep the cost as low as we can so that we can get as many kids into this program that that need it. So that means that the that they the rest of the money we make up in fundraisers. So we have various events throughout the year um in the, in our area and then once a year we have this this end of year campaign that goes out a little broader. And so we've started that right now, and and um, uh, in the past, the, the there's been many donations from people out there in the filmmaker community who who have given uh, to OneSpark to help us co- help us continue this mission. And so we're asking again, and we'll have the link to how you can donate in the show notes, uh, but but you can go on and make a donation. It can be as small or as large as you want. Every single dollar helps, and every single person who donates it helps too, because it helps build awareness and helps just kind of keep, keep that fire going Mm -hmm. um, as, as, as we finish out this year. So, um, so this is an opportunity to ask again for, for the Famic community. uh, If you care about education, if you care about the mission that, that we're on here, um, you know, please consider giving us, uh, giving us a donation. It's tax deductible. And um, like I said, every, every little bit helps. Um, And it's, it's really going to, an important cause. I mean, these, these are, these are, this is the next generation and um, they're going to be facing challenges that uh, we frankly can't imagine. And so we're doing our best to prepare as many as we can for kind of this, this, uh, this, this new world um, by hope, helping to uh, make them good team players, good citizens, lifelong learners engaged in solving problems, passionate and compassionate about Mm -hmm. solving the problems because we need a lot of problem solved. So yeah, that's where, that's, that's what we do.
0: So, so the donations, I really appreciate that. The donations go to a, to a school whose mission is to spark the love of learning for students Mm -hmm. uh, to make them to reignite that from their uh, maybe lost, lost in the the previous times in school. Um, and hey, you know what? If uh, I assume you teach FileMaker at your school, so maybe we get new developers out of that, right? Not right.
2: teach FileMaker, but they actually do have some programming classes. Yeah, yeah, um, one right yeah now. Have, have, we have some programming classes, and um, you know, it's um, they're 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 middle school kids, so we can't put them to work legally. Oh, nice But active, but um, but uh, it's certainly actually we've th- we've thought about how to do some more real life oriented classes and training because. Uh, you know, a lot of times kids go to school, they go to school for 12 years before they see anything having to do with, um, anything outside of a school, right. As far as what adults are doing. So, um, we have some more ideas. We've, we've got some really creative ideas that we'd love to be able to pull off. One Um, day, one day we just need, uh, we need more funding. So we need more donations. We need, we need more people to decide that education is important. And, um, I mean, frankly, it's the number one resource that any society has yeah. is, is their, is their people? And we, you know, as I said in the beginning, it's really not just about kids. I mean, this particular fundraiser and, and of course one spark is definitely focused at middle school, but education as a concept and re-education and learning lifelong learning is something that we just have to embrace as a culture. And this is, this is our, um, our, our attempt at doing that. This is Geist Inter- Part of, a core part of Geist Interactive's mission is to enable uh, this kind of stuff, whether or not it's teaching FileMaker or teaching middle school kids. It's just it's just important. So we just ask that that for those of you out there who, who believe in this mission, please consider giving us you know just whatever you can. It, it all helps.
0: So we'll have a link in the show notes. We'll yep. also probably have a little blog post yep. uh, reminding people of that. And people can go right to your website, onesparkacademy.org, yep. I think. And uh, learn more about your mission, your program, and
1: lots of pictures of happy kids.
0: Yeah, and see the new video. I see Todd in there, of course. You know, Todd is there. He has a he has a blue shirt on. I was a little surprised to see that. (laughs) Why? I only see him in black sweatshirts. Yeah, pretty
2: much. And yeah, yeah, I'm always like in gray sweatshirts. Very good. I I did try to dress up a little bit for that video. Yep, Yeah. Very nice.
0: Well, thank you, Laurie, for joining us. I appreciate the uh, mission that you have, the school that you have. And I'll tell you, I don't know. I don't know if Todd's ever told you this, but when I was getting out of my charter school, because I didn't like the bureaucracy, even in a charter school, I actually, I think I knew about Todd and I was actually looking at one spark for a wow. little while, wow. uh, long time ago now. Um, but I ended up working with your husband. So uh, yeah. for better or for worse, right? So.
1: For, better. No, it's, for better. He's doing really, I mean, he's really enabled me to to shine, to doing, to doing the things, the something that I love more than anything. And um,
0: nice.
1: it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's, it's really powerful.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. And folks, please uh, consider a donation to OneSpark Academy.
1: All right. Thank you, thank you so much.
0: Yep. You're welcome. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. Thank you for listening to the Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. We hope you enjoyed it. We are grateful to the wonderful guests who give us their time to talk FileMaker, technologies outside of FileMaker, and the FileMaker community. You can find the Context Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast episodes please give us a rating and a review. Your thoughts make the podcast more visible and we are always interested in what you have to say. Talk with you next week.